Thank you for listening to Sleepy Shakespeare. I'm your host, Devon. I'll recap Act 3, which is one of my favorite acts in any play, definitely in Shakespeare's plays. Because of this ridiculous fight between the lovers that happens due to the fairy's tricks. So at this point, both of the male lovers, Lysander and Demetrius, are now both in love with Helena. Um, Helena thinks that they're all playing a joke on her and that Hermia's joined in now too because they changed so fast from no one loving her to now Lysander and Demetrius fighting over her. So with that, we have some of the best insults in history between these four. One of my favorites, and I used these when I taught theater, I made my students um, (laughs) call each other by the mean nicknames that they say to each other. This is one of the best ones. Oh me, you juggler, you canker blossom. Canker blossom is such a great insult and I need us to bring that one back. Helena also calls Hermia a puppet and she makes fun of her being small and short and so then Hermia calls Helena a painted maypole because she's tall. So they insult each other's height back and forth over and over again. Uh, The fairies end up overhearing this and Oberon feels kind of bad. So he makes them all go back to sleep after he has his little friend Puck lead Demetrius and Lysander all throughout the woods chasing supposedly supposedly the sound of each other's voice, but it's really just Puck. And they all fall asleep, and in Act 4, hopefully everything will be righted again after all of this trickery. Act 4, Scene 1, The Wood. Come, sit thee down upon this flowery bed, while I thy amiable cheeks do coy, and stick musk roses in thy sleek smooth head, and kiss thy fair large ears, my gentle joy. Where's Peas Blossom? Ready. Scratch my head, Peas Blossom. Where's Monsieur Cobweb? Ready. Monsieur Cobweb, good Monsieur, get your weapons in your hand and kill me a red hipped. Humblebee on the top of a thistle, and good monsieur, bring me the honey bag. Do not fret yourself too much in the action, monsieur, and good monsieur, have a care in the honey bag, break not. I would be loth to have you overflown with a honey bag, senor. Where's monsieur mustard seed? Ready. Give me your neef, monsieur mustard seed. Pray you, leave your courtesy, good monsieur. What's your will? Nothing, good monsieur, but to help cavalry peas blossom to scratch. 
I must to the barber, monsieur, for methinks I am a marvelous hairy about the face. And I am such a tender ass, if my hair do but tickle me, I must scratch. What, will thou hear some music, my sweet love? I have a reasonable good ear in music. Let's have the tongs and bones. Or say, sweet love, what thou desirest to eat? Truly, a pack of provender. I could munch your good dry oats. Methinks I have a great desire to a bottle of hay. Good hay, sweet hay hath no fellow. I have a venturous fairy that shall seek the squirrel's hoard and fetch thee hence new nuts. I had rather have a handful or two of dried peas, but I pray you, let none of your people stir me. I have an exposition of sleep come upon me. Sleep thou, and I will wind thee in my arms. Fairies, be gone, and be always away. So doth the wood bind the sweet honeysuckle gently and twist. The female ivy so, in rings the barky fingers of the elm. Oh, how I love thee, how I dote on thee. Welcome, good Robin, seest thou this sweet sight? Her dotage now I do begin to pity. For meeting her of late behind the wood, seeking sweet favors for this hateful fool, I did upbraid her and fall out with her. For she his hairy temples then had rounded with coronet of fresh and fragrant flowers. And that same dew which sometime on the buds was wont to swell, like round and orient pearls, stood now within the pretty flowerette's eyes like tears that did their own disgrace bewail when i had at my pleasure taunted her and she in mild terms begged my patience i then did ask of her her changeling child which straight she gave me and her fairy sent him to bear him to my bower in fairyland and now i have the boy i will undo this hateful imperfection of her eyes and gentle pup take this transformed scalp from off the head of this Athenian swain, that he, awaking when the other do, may all to Athens back again repair, and think no more of this night's accidents, but as the fierce vexation of a dream. But first I will release the fairy queen. Be as thou was wont to be, seest thou was wont to see. Dian's bud or Cupid's flower hath such force and blessed power. Now, my Titania, wake you, my sweet queen. My Oberon, what visions have I seen? Methought I was enamored of an ass. There lies your love. How came these things to pass? Oh, how mine eyes do loathe his visage now. Silence a while. Robin, take off this head. Titania, music call and strike more dead than common sleep of all these five the scents. Music, ho, music, such as charmeth sleep. Now when thou wakest with thine own fool's eyes peep. Sound, music, come, my queen, take hands with me, and rock the ground whereon these sleepers be. Now thou and I are new in amity, and will tomorrow midnight solemnly dance in Duke Theseus' house triumphantly, and bless it to all fair prosperity. There shall the pairs of faithful lovers be, wedded with Theseus all in jollity. Fairy king, attend and mark, I do hear the morning lark. 
Then my queen in silence sad, trip we after the night shade. We the globe can compass soon, swifter than the wandering moon. Come, my lord, and in our flight, tell me how it came this night, that I sleeping here was found with these mortals on the ground. Go, one of you, find out the forester, for now our observation is performed. And since we have the voward of the day, my love shall hear the music of my hounds, uncouple in the western valley. Go, dispatch, I say, and find the forester. We will, fair queen, up to the mountain's top and mark the musical confusion of hounds and echo in conjunction. I was with Hercules and Cadmus once, when in a wood of Crete they bade the bear. With hounds of Sparta never did I hear such gallant chiding, for besides the groves, the skies, the fountains, every region near seem all one mutual cry. I never heard so musical a discord, such sweet thunder. My hounds are bred out of the Spartan kind, so flued, so sanded, and their heads are hung with ears that sweep away the morning dew, crooked kneed and dew-lapped like Thessalian bulls, slow in pursuit but matched in mouth like bells, each under each. A cry more tunable was never hollowed to, nor cheered with horn, in Crete, in Sparta, nor in Thessaly. Judge when you hear. But soft, what nymphs are these? My lord, this is my daughter here asleep, and this Lysander, this Demetrius is, this Helena, old Nadar's Helena. I wonder of their being here together. No doubt they rose up early to observe the rites of May, and hearing our intent, came here in grace of our solemnity. But speak, Aegeus. Is not this the day that Hermia should give answer of her choice? It is, my lord. Go, bid the huntsmen wake them with their horns. Good morrow, friends. St. Valentine is past. Begin these woodbirds but to couple now. Pardon, my lord. I pray you all, stand up. I know you two are rival enemies. How comes this gentle concord in the world? that hated is so far from jealousy to sleep by hate and fear no enmity my lord i shall reply amazedly half sleep half waking but as yet i swear i cannot truly say how i came here but as i think for truly what i speak and now i do bethink me so it is i came with hermia hither our intent was to be gone from athens where we might without the peril of athenian law Enough, enough, my lord, you have enough. I beg the law, the law upon his head. They would have stolen away. They would, Demetrius, thereby to have defeated you and me, you of your wife and me of my consent, of my consent that she should be your wife. My lord, fair Helen told me of their stealth, of this their purpose hither to this wood, and I in fury followed them, fair Helena in fancy following me. But, my good lord, I would not by what power, but by some power it is. My love to Hermia melted as the snow, seems to me now as the remembrance of an idle god, which in my childhood I did dote upon, and all the faith, the virtue of my heart, the object, and the pleasure of mine eye is only Helena. 
To her, my Lord, was I betrothed ere I saw Hermia. But like in sickness did I loathe this food. But as in help, come to my natural taste. Now do I wish it, love it, long for it, and will forevermore be true to it. Fair lovers, you are fortunately met. Of this discourse we more will hear anon. Aegeus, I will overbear your will, for in the temple, by and by with us, these couples shall eternally be knit. And for the morning now is somewhat worn, our purposed hunting shall be set aside. Away with us to Athens, three and three, will hold a feast in great solemnity. Come, Hippolyta. These things seem small and undistinguishable, like far-off mountains turned into clouds. Methinks I see these things with parted eye, when everything seems double. So, methinks, and I have found Demetrius like a gemmel, mine own and not mine own. Are you sure that we are awake? It seems to me that yet we sleep, we dream. Do you not think the Duke was here and bid us follow him? Yea, and my father, and Hippolyta, and he did bid us follow to the temple. Why then, we are awake, let's follow him. And by the way, let us recount our dreams. When my cue comes, call me, and I will answer. My next is most fair Pyramus, hi-ho, Peter Quince, flute the bellows mender, snout the tinker, starveling, gods, my life, stolen hence, and left me asleep. I have had a most rare vision. I have had a dream, past the wit of man, to say what dream it was. Man is but an ass, if he go abound to expound this dream. Methought I was, there is no man can tell what. Methought I was, and methought I had, but man is but a patched fool, if he will offer to say what methought I had. The eye of man hath not heard, the ear of man hath not seen, man's hand is not able to taste, his tongue to conceive, nor his heart to report what my dream was. I will get Peter Quince to write a ballad of this dream. It shall be called Bottom's Dream, because it hath no bottom, and I will sing it in the latter end of a play before the Duke. Peradventure, to make it more gracious, I shall sing it at her death. Act 4, Scene 2, Athens, a room in Quince's house. Have you sent to Bottom's house? Is he come home yet? He cannot be heard of. Out of doubt, he is transported. If he come not, then the play is marred. It goes not forward, doth it? It is not possible. You have not a man in all Athens able to discharge Pyramus but he. No, he hath simply the best wit of any handicraft man in Athens. Yea, and the best person, too. He is a very paramour for a sweet voice. You must say paragon. A paramour is, God bless us, a thing of naught. Masters, the duke is coming from the temple, and there is two or three lords and ladies more married. If our sport had gone forward, we had all been made men. Oh, sweet bully bottom, thus hath he lost sixpence a day during his life. He could not have escaped sixpence a day, and the duke had not given him sixpence a day for playing Pyramus. I'll be hanged. He would have deserved it. Sixpence a day and Pyramus are nothing. Where are these lads? Where are these hearts? Bottom, 
O most courageous day, O most happy hour. Masters, I am to discourse wonders, but ask me not what, for if I tell you I am no true Athenian, I will tell you everything, right as it fell out. Let us hear, sweet bottom. Not a word of me, all that I will tell you is that the duke hath dined. Get your apparel together, good strings to your beards, new ribbons to your pumps, meet presently at the palace, every man look over his part, and for the short and the long is, our play is preferred. In any case, let Thisbe have clean linen, and let him, not him that plays the lion pare his nails, for they shall hang out for the lion's claws. And most, dear actors, eat no onions nor garlic, for we are to utter sweet breath, and I do not doubt but to hear them say it is a sweet comedy. No more words. Away. Go away. This concludes Act 4 of A Midsummer Night's Dream. We'll finish the play with Act 5 tomorrow.